you know, as entrepreneurs, I, I always say that entrepreneurship um, and, you know, as creatives as well, it's like the greatest personal development course that you could ever go through because all of your inadequacies, all of your fears, um, all the negative emotions that you have, they all boil to the surface because, you know, you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to achieve something oftentimes that has never been done before. So in order to do that, like you're going to have to grow and become a different person. The saying is, is, you know, what brought you here is not going to take you where you want to be. You're listening to the Human Up podcast. My name is Victor Ung, and this is a podcast about emotional intelligence and how to use it to create more clarity within our lives and within ourselves, as well as how to deepen our relationships with those around us. This week, I have on as my guest Brandon Stover, an executive coach for startup founders and host of his own podcast, Evolve. I was super interested to have him on the podcast to talk about executive coaching and what it is and why it's important, even for those who are leaders, who own companies, who are doing a lot of a lot of work, um, but but still need support still need someone to uh, really bounce off ideas and and help them move forward as well. Um, you know, we, we always have this idea that all of these successful people made it to the top or made it to where they are by themselves, right? And that is farthest from the truth, right? Uh, we, we just don't see all the obstacles and trials and tribulations that they've had to go through and who was there to support them physically, mentally, emotionally. And this is where I was very much lacking. If I were to reflect back to my previous self in really being able to admit that I don't have to do everything on my own, right? That I don't have to be this super independent, isolated person that is supposed to figure out everything by myself. But for some reason, I've absorbed that mentality. You know, I would see these great inventors or artists or creatives or entrepreneurs. And of course, you just hear about them. You just see their face. But you don't see that they had to reach out and get support from so many people along the way and especially the the more emotional support you know when's the last time you can think of someone to call for emotional support for someone that you could go to to talk through the deeper struggles that you're you're facing and have them understand have them not be biased or judgmental or shame you or or whatnot, right? And this is where a coach comes in. So I'm excited to get into this episode with Brandon to talk about what it means to be an executive coach, what is the role um, exactly, and how he found himself in in this place, in in building up this career for himself. But before we get into it, a couple logistics. If you have been listening and uh, get a lot of value out of these podcasts, I really appreciate you. Thank you for being a loyal listener through the past year now. Um, 
I would very much appreciate if you are able to donate uh, a few dollars to this podcast. Um, you can go to anchor.fm slash victorong slash support to be able to choose a, a dollar amount that you can contribute. It would help so much, even just a couple dollars or so um, in knowing that, first of all, this is something that you do get value out of. Um, and second, to be able to, you know, support me financially and being able to continue this, this show um, as I'm completely volunteering my, my extra hours to, to build this. So um, again, anchor.fm slash Victor Ong slash support. But if you're not able to support financially yet, I'd love if you can also share this episode with someone who would benefit from it. As you're listening throughout the episode and someone comes up in your mind who would love to listen to something like this or even other episodes uh, through this this show, definitely share it. Um, the more ears we can get, the the better the show will become and i am look so looking forward to uh being able to make this sustainable so i don't have to so you don't have to keep hearing the same ads over and over again so in the meantime uh here's a quick message from my sponsor First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I honestly have been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. All right. Hey, thanks for coming on to the podcast, Brandon. It's uh, It'll be fun to have you here. Absolutely, Victor. I am excited to be here and dive in. Yeah, we met through our coaching program, um, and I, I've listened to a couple of your episodes, and you, you definitely have some pretty powerful and impactful guests, and and so it's cool to actually now get to talk to you and and uh, kind of geek out on <laughs> on the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, we both went through the journey catalyst program and it's always awesome to connect with the other catalysts and coaches and see the things that they're uh, working on. So I'm glad to be here and help out on yours as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do really appreciate the community there. Um, everyone is so open and warm and helpful, supportive. And uh, you know, anytime there's, I mean, entrepreneurship is a very lonely thing, right? right? So having having those people to even just 
express uh, what you're struggling with is is so helpful. So, yeah, I think uh, being an entrepreneur, we oftentimes get stuck in our own heads and in our own thoughts, and having um, people around you to support you, whether that be um, another business partner, whether that be a community of entrepreneurs that are in the same position as you, or um, you know, a spouse or, you know, a significant other, anybody that really can help you ground you and get you out of your own head and thoughts, um, I think is super helpful. Yeah, I love it. Um, so being, having this podcast about emotional intelligence, I like to, we'll, we'll get into, you know, who you are and what you do and your story, but I like to start off with what your definition of emotional intelligence is for you what like it's it's different for everyone so what what does emotional intelligence mean to you Uh, i think it starts with an awareness of yourself first um and understanding why you feel certain ways and some of the triggers that you may have um in your own mind in your own life that make you feel that way um, and then using that to kind of interact in the world with others, because the reality is, is everybody has their own feelings, their own emotions that they're feeling on a daily basis. Many of the things that they're doing in life is to achieve a certain feeling. And what you are feeling and what somebody else is feeling um, comes to head to head a lot of times. And so being able to understand yourself first allows you to more easily navigate, I think, the other feelings of other people and what emotions they are having or they are seeking and may be able to better communicate and align your goals um, and the emotions that you're seeking and or express your own when those times of conflict come up. I love it. I I imagine you use that a lot in, in your own work. So I guess you can... Now take the floor in terms of going into what what you do and and why you do it, why it's important to you, and how you got there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I do uh, early stage startup founder and um, early entrepreneurs uh, executive coaching. Um, so taking that same coaching that the big companies and um, CEOs would get and bringing it down to the people that are just starting out. Um, because all of us, no matter what stage we are in, are trying to grow and evolve ourselves. Um, and having somebody there with the tools to help you move from where you are now to where you want to be um, is extremely helpful. But a lot of times, um, the early stage people don't necessarily have access to that. Um, and so mm-hmm. I like to bring that to them. And in my work, we focus Um, a lot on you as a holistic person. So not just, you know, the things that you're doing in your business, but the things that you're also doing in your health, in your own self being in your relationships, because all of these things are going to show up in your business. You can't kind of silo yourself in one area. Rather, however, you're showing up in one area is how you're going to show up in all the rest. And so problems that you may be having in your own mind, um, you know, and specifically here, we're talking about emotional intelligence, your emotions show up in every single area of your life. And that includes yeah. your business. Right. Yeah. How, how do you, I think the first question that comes to mind is like, 
for um especially for early stage entrepreneurs or um either solopreneurs or those bootstrapping how do you approach the conversation there in terms of this being something that is um almost necessary or or not necessary but something that they can really benefit from uh how do you kind of approach that yeah conversation yeah so um a lot of these people they are often starting a business um either to create some sort of impact or something that they want in the world or they're doing it in reaction to a way that they've been living in the past um so for example they may be wanting to uh solve a big problem or they are reacting to um working the nine to five life. And this is kind of how I started as an entrepreneur, um, was working uh, nine to five in architecture. Um, and that was really a reaction of my uh, mom kind of pushing me to basically succeed really well in school, um, do the best I can go to get a good college and go get a good job. And I thought that was architecture. But when I was basically working in architecture, I, uh, I remember sitting around and hearing um, the problems that the other bosses and partners in the firm were having and seeing the faces that they would come in with every day. And I started to think to myself, like, if I continue down the path that I am, I'm going to be sitting in that same seat 40 years from now. And is that where I want to be? And the answer to that was no. And so I started doing, you know, everything that I could to try and find a way out of that. And I started doing, you know, side hustles. I did things like uh, e-commerce and um, building websites for other people and kind of small freelancer stuff um, and trying to find that as a way out. Um, but eventually uh, I found myself not enjoying those things as much as well. And um, when you are building a business, like you have to really love what you're doing or, you're not going to be able to um, continue to uh, to keep building that, um, to keep thriving and um, have the longevity of being in that situation um, for as long as it's going to take to build the business. And so you have to really get clear on what it is that you value and what, um, you know, kind of lights a fire inside you. And so as a coach of these early stage um, founders and entrepreneurs, I really try and help them to see that mirror in themselves of what it is that they actually truly value. Um, what is it that is actually going to light them on fire and using that as an energy to help them build their business? Because no matter what you're doing in life, like you're going to come up against struggles. You're, it's, it's hard to be an entrepreneur. It's hard to build a business. And so you need to have that fire to keep you going through those struggles. Totally. Yeah, I, I want to get into kind of what you talk about in those conversations or how you coach. Um, but with what but first, like, the I, I think a lot about, you know, the the hesitations or the resistance that um, some might get from coaching. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and especially for those who um, maybe don't have the resources or haven't justified, you know, the, it as 
something that they can prioritize. Um, so how, how did you get into the, into this market or into this niche and, and where did, where did you develop that credibility and, and the skills and the trust for, for those who, um, might want to work with you? Yeah. Um, so I got into coaching sort of as a, well, I mean, I guess what kind of drew me to coaching in the beginning um, was this interaction with other people and helping them to see and fulfill, you know, the things that they actually want in life. Um, when I was working in architecture, like I felt so disconnected, um, you know, drawing lines on a computer and not really feeling like what I was doing was making a difference in anyone's life. And I seen coaching as kind of twofold. One, it would allow me to do all the things that I was doing for myself. Um, so diving into personal development and trying to better myself, but allowing me to share that with others and maybe take some of the things that I learned and give them the tools, the same things that were helping me to make things better in my life. Um, and then the second thing was allowing for that human interaction. Um, you know, there is a beauty about getting on a call with a client, with someone else, and them kind of opening up their life. And, you know, we start to dive deeper into, you know, maybe you're having this problem in your business, but what is actually behind that? And people actually sharing with that, being real raw and honest, um, creates a real human, genuine connection that I was kind of longing for when um, I was working in other things. And so, uh, I went ahead and actually took the um, Catalyst coaching program that we we had both taken. And from there, uh, s just started to do it for free. I think that's where um, you have to kind of start building your credibility um, in not only like for other people, but inside yourself um, and believing that you can actually coach other people through this. And so um, starting for free and then working out and using those as referrals um, to get other clients and have that credibility because it's a lot easier for someone to hear that, hey, this person actually helped me, helped me gain clarity, helped me gain direction, um, and hear the value of coaching from somebody that they trust rather than you just trying to maybe market to them and tell them that coaching is going to help them. Totally. Yeah, I think, I think it's a balance of you know, sharing this as like making this as um, something that's aware in, of, of, sorry, I'm going to start over. I think it's a balance of making this aware, this, the coaching aware in other people's minds, but not pushing it onto them, not thinking, mm -hmm. not like saying that this is absolutely necessary or that you have to have this. It's, it's meeting them halfway and, and really figuring out like, is this something that will be helpful for you? Is this something that will be beneficial for you? And are you even open to it? Right. Um, uh, so I think to be selfish a little bit, I, I, that's something I struggle with is how to really, you know, get at the, 
I guess how to how to really you know approach the conversation with other other people because again that that's who I also want to work with a lot is um you know the early stage entrepreneurs or the creative the freelancer who wants to start a business or wants to make their their passion sustainable right um but a lot of pushback I get is, oh, I, I don't need this or, or that I could do it myself or that I can't necessarily afford that right now. Um, uh, and so, so approaching that kind of conversation and helping them, you know, maybe reframe those, those, uh, thoughts is something I might struggle with. Do you ever, you know, run into that and how do you, how do you approach that? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing is um, a lot of times like these people are already getting coached and they're not necessarily realizing it. So um, whether it be as you were growing up, like your parents were coaching you in a certain way, um, you know, as you're starting a business, like if you are a tech founder, you may have a um, board of investors that are often coaching you in your business. Mm -hmm. Um, You may have your co-founders coaching you through things and these are sort of like um coaching situations that you know aren't structured but they're they're happening they're allowing you to work through the things that you have going on in your business and in your life but one of the benefits of working with somebody who is actually a coach is they are very aware of um the modalities that they're using as well as checking their own egos, their own emotions, and really allowing the space for you. See, when you're getting coached by, you know, kind of impromptu by these other people, they're also coming to these situations with everything, their own agendas, their own egos, their own mm-hmm. emotions. And sometimes those can cloud their judgment in what they're saying to you. As a coach, we try and practice um, very hard to allow that space for you to actually express you know, what's going on in your life, what's going on in your business, and not judge you or try and lead you in any way, but really allow you to come up with the answer for yourself. And I think that's, you know, the big difference there and um, the value, because we come at this knowing that you already have the answer. And all we're trying to do is either uncover that for you, or really hold up a mirror for you for you to realize that. And a lot of times, um, you know, with these early entrepreneurs, they don't necessarily have the space, time or person for uh, that to happen. And they don't get that clarity. And so I think that's something that's super valuable to them. No, and I love that, right? I, I Like to be able to have, because how many times do our, you know, our family and friends, like we, they, they want to help, right? They care. Um but a lot of times will have their own bias as well. Right. Um, and, uh, maybe they'll care too much to the point that it might lead you or guide you into something that isn't necessarily fit for you or natural to you, or maybe it's something more comfortable, um, more, more easy. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I resonate a lot with that, that 
sort of practice there in providing the space for them to uncover themselves. Um, and I think that that goes into, you know, maybe the difference between the types of relationships that, that people might have. Right. So I think a lot of times those entrepreneurs or, or startup founders will say, Oh, well, I have a mentor, you know, I have consultants, I have, a therapist, like where, how do you differentiate yourself between those people? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the thing is, is kind of helping them to understand like, what are the roles of each of those, those people? Um, you know, obviously a mentor is somebody that has maybe been in the, the place that you want to be in. And so they kind of have a roadmap um, to show you how to get there. Um, a therapist really is helping you to work through some of the, your past traumas, um, helping you kind of understand, you know, why you may feel a certain way. Whereas a coach is really trying to help you understand where you are right now and, um, you know, kind of looking at some of those things from the past, but more through the lens of how can we move you forward? Like, okay, yes, maybe this happened to you, but what can we do now to actually help you reach your goals? Um, and I think working in tandem with these other people is really helpful. So if you have a mentor who's kind of outlining the steps for you to take to reach your goals, and then you have somebody like a therapist helping you work through your past, a coach is going to basically help you combine those two things and really understand what is holding you back right now, whether that be an emotion, maybe that's something like imposter syndrome or, um, you know, the belief that you can't do it, um, working through those sorts of things, helping you overcome them and moving you forward. And that's kind of the key aspect of a coach is really looking towards the future. And what can we do now? What can we execute on to reach that future? I love it. Um, uh, sorry, I'm blinking out on what I was going to ask now. Uh, but, um, the difference between mentors oh so i guess when the how how do you actually like approach the you know like digging into the the pain points and the emotional struggles within that that uh conversation like uncovering things like imposter syndrome or or you know the fact that they're not good enough how do you how do you provide the space for them to open up um both before even the coaching relationship and and then during it as well. Yeah. So um, something that I do in my process is I have um, like a, about a hundred, uh, hundred question questionnaire um, that they go through. And this kind of goes through each area of your life, um, you know, through your own mindset, through what you're doing in your body, through, um, your own personal and self-being through the relationships and partners that you have. And then some of the things that you're doing in your business, because again, we can't silo any one of these things, you know, how you're doing in fitness or in um, your communication with your partners, like it's going to affect the other areas. And so they take this questionnaire and kind of rate themselves of how they're doing in different areas. They explain some of the things that, uh, they've been doing in some of those. And for instance, like, um, 
in self-being, like I asked them, have they ever felt imposter syndrome? Have they ever felt depression and anxiety? Um, how much are they feeling it? And then we, you know, look at things like their sleep. And if, you know, they're not getting enough sleep, it's going to raise those things like um, depression and anxiety and stress. And mm-hmm. uh, so I ask questions around those things. And so when I come to that first coaching call, um, I kind of have an idea of where they are in their life. But I also reflect that back to them and kind of um, one thing working with entrepreneurs and like startup founders, they really love metrics and things that you can measure and you can see. And so I should present that in a way to them so they can kind of see like a score of what is going on in their life um, in these different areas. And that starts to open up the conversation around those and being like, okay, well, how come you've been feeling so much stress or um, you know, where are you feeling this uh, depression and anxiety? What comes up with you there? And they start to dive in a little bit. And then it, after that, it comes from the questions that you're asking to kind of pull that out of them deeper and work through that in the following sessions. Well, that's actually really fascinating too, though, is what you mentioned in terms of metrics and, and uh, you know, how do you, you know, indicate progress and and results there so what is do you how do you track that like especially something that is so I guess intangible and and subjective uh how do you how do you track that and how do you in a way sell that to to say like these are these are the results that you'll get you know uh having a coaching relationship yeah absolutely I mean uh I mean, one of the things is all of these are intangible, um, but it's completely based on how they feel. And so in each of these areas, you know, they may be rating, them scales on, uh, rating themselves on a scale of one to five. And then you basically add up all of those, um, those ratings and take, you know, divide it by what the total would be. So if there's 25 questions around it um, and they rate themselves on a, a scale of one to five, all of that's going to add up. It's going to give you a number. And Mm -hmm. that number really doesn't mean that you're doing good or bad. It's just what number you have at the moment. Um, When we get to the end of the coaching relationship, like you can take that same questionnaire, rate yourself and see if you're getting higher numbers for yourself. Um, And seeing those two numbers at the beginning and end, you know, and seeing that you have felt you have improved. Because if Mm -hmm. we were comparing this to like another person, it's completely objective, these, how they're answering these questions and how they feel. And so those two numbers against each other would mean absolutely nothing. It's the two right. numbers from the beginning to the end and how you feel. Right, right. So it is very, uh, so it's a self-evaluation and right. being, being aware of yourself, being honest with yourself of where you're at um, as much as possible. And and then seeing what type of progress will happen and and just tracking that throughout the partnership. Yeah. And it's really just a way to, again, open up that conversation Um, because when we are in the coaching calls, as we work through this, um, depending on how long we work together, um, most of the time it's usually two to three months because we're trying to work through every area. Um, but during those conversations, like we're, we're not paying attention to the metrics at all, because again, they were just numbers to 
help inform us of where we are to help put a mirror on that to help you start gaining awareness and numbers are often time an easy way to start gaining that awareness um, if you think about it in a business sense like knowing how much revenue you're making or how much money you have in the bank account uh, basically gives you sort of an awareness of what's going on in your business like where it stands but it's not going to tell you what the actual problems or the solutions are. And so you have to use metrics as numbers just as a way to be a source of information. Yeah. And, and like you said, I think a lot of the founders or entrepreneurs would very much appreciate that, right? Like mm -hmm. seeing those measurements because I mean, obviously numbers are going to be really important in business. So in any sort of investment that you make, you want to be able to see that progress. Um, so that's, that's a good way to do it though, is to really have them, you know, self-evaluate and, and be as honest as they can in both the before and after picture. Yeah. And we touched on before, you know, like what is the, uh, the benefit of having a coach? And I think one of those yeah. things is, um, that when that number happens and after you self-evaluate, like I have no judgment on whatever you are basically rating yourself on those. I don't care if you say that you're a zero on everything. Fantastic. We know where we're going to start and we're going to help you get better. I don't care if you have a five on all of them and you only need to get a little better at something like that's what I'm here for to help you reach whatever you are trying to reach. Yeah, to identify what area of improvement is is um, that that will be helpful for both yourself and the business, right? Um, I guess so. In in the when you have when you're like in the conversation though, how what do you typically talk about? Is it is it more business focused or is it emotional focused? Um, like how do you how do you guide the conversation? Yeah. Um, most of the time it's going to actually be more emotional and, um, thought focused on what's going on inside their head, because a lot of times, again, they know what the answers are in terms of what they actually need to do in their business. And the reality is, is like, I'm okay at business, but you know, I've never had a huge startup. Um, I've never done some of the things like raising, you know, tons of rounds of money, and so I don't necessarily know how to do that. But I, what I do know is the feelings that you're having that are maybe holding you back from doing those things or not performing as well um, in reaching some of your goals, because I'm just as human as you are. I've had the same emotions. I've had, had the same problems. Um, and so I can help draw some of those things out. And so that's most of the time where we're focusing. Um, when I talk to them, you know, maybe about some of the things that they're doing in their health or um, in the relationships, like I may have a few pieces of advice to offer, but most of the time it's trying to figure out what it is that they want to do in their life to help them get that emotion that or feeling that they're seeking. And and that's so important too, where I, what I pull out of that is how important it is to do the work for yourself as a coach. Right, right to like be aware of your own emotions, increase your own emotional intelligence and and really be able to you know have that awareness and and be able to regulate that um especially when coaching others where those 
you know, very similar emotions might, might influence, uh, the relationship or influence the conversation or, um, you know, kind of trigger certain emotions that, that will, uh, yeah, just impact the, the partnership and to, to keep that in check is just as important. So how, how have you done that for yourself? What, what kind of process or, um, you know, strategies or whatever kind of, uh, improvement did you, did you have for yourself in terms of emotional intelligence? Yeah, I think um, this is hugely important because of how we interact as humans. Um, you know, we have things called mirror neurons that basically something that is going on in somebody else, we're actually going to mirror that um, in ourselves. And so that can be as simple as, you know, somebody crosses their leg and then you involuntarily cross your leg. Um, but it can also come in the form of emotions. And so something that you're feeling your client can start to feel and it may um, deter them or uh, take them away from their own awareness of what they're actually feeling. And so you really have to be strongly connected um, and aware of that in yourself. Mm -hmm. And so um, I completely agree. Like that's an important place to start. And for me, I I practice this um, a lot. There's a few things that I do. One is meditation um, and building, you know, that mindfulness uh, around what are you actually feeling and recognizing your own thoughts. And can you be in control of those meditation has greatly helped me with that. And then the other thing has been talking about these things with other people, um, finding support groups, almost finding um, coaches for myself. Um, One of those being my wife, Um, her and I, share a lot of our thoughts and try and speak as openly as we can with each other and getting down to the nitty gritty of even things like, um, you know, I really wanted you to come to the gym with me this morning, but you were still sleeping, but I wanted to feel connected with you. And so really understanding like that emotion that we're seeking and being able to share that with one another instead of staying on that surface level well, here's the problem and you didn't do it type thing. Um, The other thing that I do is I am also part of a men's group that meets every uh, Monday evening and it allows us to basically talk about um, some of the emotions or some of the problems that we're having in our life with other men um, who may be going through the same things or been through that, but allowing ourselves to open up because as men, like oftentimes, we want to hide those things or put those things down and don't fully express them. And then they get stuck in there. Um, And I think in today's society as well, like we weren't given the tools or sort of shown um, how to quote unquote, be a man. And so having a group of other men to basically help you kind of explore that. And what does that mean for you? um, I think has been hugely beneficial in, you know, finding my own emotions and being aware of them as well. Oh man, I I want to record a whole podcast on that too now. <laughs> so, um, uh, but um, yeah, so it so that's that's important that you have those that network for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess for those then that don't feel like they have that or um or are able to seek that out, what what would you? 
what would you tell them or how could you help them find the support that they need? Yeah. Um, I think the, one of the obvious ones is, um, getting a coach. Um, obviously we've been talking about how that hugely beneficial that can be for you to have that space, to have somebody that's not going to judge you on whatever thoughts and emotions that you're having, um, and being allowing you to speak that, um, space, but for those, you know, who maybe don't have access to a coach or not ready for a coach yet. Um, one of the biggest things, you know, when I was kind of getting aware of my thoughts, of my emotions was just sharing it with others and maybe even in small ways, um, whether that be with the person that you are getting, you know, your coffee from the barista at the coffee store, like actually instead of when they say, Hey, you know, how are you doing? You say, you know, I'm doing okay or all right, or things are going good. Like take a few extra moments, moments, be a little mindful and check in. Like, what am I actually feeling in this moment? And if you're feeling, feeling super joyful, then like share with them, you know, I'm feeling really joyful. I got to um, have breakfast with my wife this morning and take the dog for a walk. And so I'm feeling really good right now. And that's going to not only help you start building that muscle of awareness, but it's also going to allow you to have like a real genuine human connection with somebody else and maybe make their day a little better. Likewise, if you are actually not feeling that great and, you know, maybe something's a little down in your life, when people ask you, you know, how are you feeling? You don't necessarily maybe need to unload your entire life on them, but actually genuinely share and be honest of how you're feeling. You know, things actually aren't going that great. You know, I had a little bit of a rough morning and so I'm not feeling up to my fullest. And just those few little words is going to help you start um, expressing what you actually feel and not not hiding that um, with others. And when you do that with, you know, in little, little exercises like that with strangers, like it allows you to more easily do it with the ones you love. Um, and I think that is where you are actually going to find that support network. Um, because whether it be, again, your parents or a significant other, or a really good friend, like these are people that love you um, and are going to be the ones that are less to judge you and want to actually hear um, the emotions and thoughts that you're having. And oftentimes the ones you're having the most problems with and the reason that those emotions and thoughts are coming up. And so when you build that muscle in little ways, it gives you the courage and the strength to actually do it in with the people that matter more. Yeah. Did, um, in terms of judging, I, did you, you say the closer ones are the ones less to judge you? Um, or strangers. I, I think, um, Strangers are going to be the ones that um, are more quick to judge you just because of how we act as yeah. human animals. Like that's part of our nature is to judge so that we can survive and make sure that you're not a serial killer or something. <laughs> right. Um, but I think the friends and family and loved ones, they're going to be the ones that you're going to feel more levels of judgment with mm -hmm. um, because they have a whole lot of history with you they have a lot of their own emotional baggage that they are tying up and the things that they're going to say um but when you are able to express your emotions and your thoughts the things that you value with them um it sort of empowers you more like you're going to get more from it than just telling it to somebody else right yeah so so what i get is you know starting with starting with um the the outside of your 
network, you know, the outer ring of that. So within strangers, within acquaintances, within, um, you know, someone maybe that you might have just met and then being comfortable, being open in that, being honest with how you're feeling, not just saying, oh, I'm doing good, <laughs> you know, right. our default answer. Um, but to be honest with them and then develop that muscle, as you said, to then bring back to your family, to your fam uh, friends and your close ones um, and slowly you know, peeling back that, that, that shell, that armor that we put up for a lot of reasons. Um, and I know, you know, this very nuanced, this will be different for everyone, but, um, from a high level starting from starting from the outside in maybe. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, a re other really good practice, if you're not to that level of opening up to others yet is doing a way doing it in a way that you can just start opening up with yourself. And so um, doing the podcast, I, I had uh, a previous podcast to the one that I'm doing now. And in doing that, I was not trying to seek any way of like gaining my own awareness or expressing, you know, who I was. But in the process of doing that, I found it extremely cathartic to be able to kind of speak out into the world, um, you know, some of my own thoughts and some of my own ideas and knowing that there was going to be somebody else to hear it, but they weren't necessarily right there. Um, and I was able to basically do that without feeling the judgment or feeling the backlash, like in that moment, but still kind of got that feeling that, you know, maybe somebody out there is hearing it. Maybe somebody out there actually cares. Um, I think was another way for me to do it in a solo action, but still, you know, feel like that there was another person that was going to get something from it. Yeah. I mean, it's important to have that creative outlet in, in any way. Right. Uh, I think a lot of us will first think of creativity as something that is reserved for artists, you know, or painters or whatever, but um, in there, there is some way for everyone to create something. And so if that's a, if that's a podcast, if that's a, you know, just talking into your phone or even writing or, right. uh, you know, it's important to have that outlet to express those thoughts, to externalize it. And so it doesn't, you know, fester or, or exaggerate inside your own mind. And, um, and so that's, that, that's really cool that you mentioned that because I, I definitely use that a lot myself. Um, the the podcast has helped me in so many ways and in, uh, you know, my own practice and being able to speak to a camera. Like there's so many fears that come with that as well and then right. putting out your message. And there will be people who disagree with you. There will be people who will criticize you. And I think, you know, that has that's that's a moment of growth when that happens right where now you're able to pull in different perspectives um and you know take what does work and what doesn't work for you um based on that like if, if someone were to you know provide a negative rating on my podcast like okay cool now i know where 
some people stand and I can decide if I want to, you know, address it for them or, or, you know, maybe change direction, but that, but that in a way that still fits with me and, and what I want to do and what message I want to send. Um, so anyway, uh, it's, it's important to have that outlet for sure to be able to externalize our thoughts. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, I, I always say that entrepreneurship, um, and, you know, as creatives as well, it's like the greatest personal development course that you could ever go through because all of your inadequacies, all of your fears, um, all the negative emotions that you have, they all boil to the surface because, you know, you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to achieve something oftentimes that has never been done before. Um, mm -hmm. And so in order to do that, like you're going to have to grow and become a different person. What uh, I think they're saying is, is, you know, what brought you here is not going to take you where you want to be. And so having a way to kind of look at those inadequacies like that, um, I can think back when I did my first podcast, like I was terrible on camera and I was so afraid of, you know, being judged. I was afraid of sounding stupid. I was, um, you know, afraid of putting myself out there. And by doing the podcast like with every episode, like I was able to kind of confront those fears every time and build my skill set, actually become better at those things. And so having that outlet, um, I think is important to start mitigating those things that are going to hold you back from, you know, building your business and just living your life. Yeah, it, it, it really... I think it's a balance though. It's really interesting of, of like being able to continue creating and doing or, or sharing your own message, but in a way that, I mean, does resonate with others, right? That like others will embrace to a certain point. Um, Cause obviously if, if, if like you are, you know, on your own Island, uh, well, I think I think it may, it just depends on what your goals are out of the creative outlet. Um, you know, if you're doing it for yourself or if it's for business. Um, but yeah, it, it, being able to you know be yourself, but also be aware of of others and empathetic of others is a constant balance and tug of war that I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Anyway, I think this has been really cool. I want to be mindful of our time here and because we could keep going <laughs> for for days on this. But uh, how I like to end the podcast is a uh, as quickly as we can through the different, the five core emotions, um, sharing your experience with each of them and or, or you know, what, what emotion comes up when you think about the world or for yourself um, or for others. Mm -hmm. um, so we have five core emotions and we can start with anger. What's, what's been your experience with anger or what, um, what makes you angry about the world or I'll, I'll let you kind of take it in whatever direction you want. Yeah. Um, I think anger is a, a fun one. Um, I often think that people see anger as negative. Um, but 
I often see it as an energy that can kind of fuel you to um, do something in the world, something positive. And so a lot of times um, when you are starting a business, like try and find that thing that makes you angry about the world, like this, this thing that you absolutely want to change, um, a problem that you want to fix. And part of what I am trying to do is I have a <laughs> sort of angry and um, pissed off at how the education system has kind of led us to this lifestyle. And, you know, I talked about working uh, a nine to five and not liking that and how education kind of caters to that. And so part of my mission of what I'm doing is trying to build an education system that promotes lifelong learning, that promotes transformation, that promotes learning other things in math and, and um, you know, English and actually mm-hmm. learning things like how do we um, deal with our emotions and how do we eat healthy and all these things that we need to be human being that we ne- weren't necessarily taught. Um, and so anger for that problem is a huge driver for me. Yeah. It's a catalyst for change. It's something that, you know, we, you can't like, we, I think a lot of us will be culturally or socially taught to try to suppress that. Right. Like, you know, contain your anger or, or don't be so angry and whatnot. And, and there is value in that. Obviously you don't want to blow up or cause any negative or harmful consequences, but there uh there's a certain balance of being able to tap into why what what is causing that anger and uh what will drive your behaviors because of it so that's cool uh fear fear um i think one of so i'll i'll tell you one of my biggest fears um is a loss of control or falling into uh, chaos. Um, Mm -hmm. So my mother um, severely struggles with PTSD and um, has sort of quote unquote lost her mind um, as well as my father's also struggled highly with depression and both of them have um, tried to commit suicide in the past. And so a fear of mine is that loss of control of my own mind, a loss of control of who I am, um, and maybe ending up in one of those positions. And I think it's really important to understand what your fears are in order to know the areas of growth for yourself, but also maybe what's holding you back and where do those fears show up in your life? Are you, are you open to talking about like what that, what that is or, or what you are doing with that fear? Yeah. Um, I, I see now like areas in my life that maybe I try and over control things because I have that, that fear of losing control. Um, and so now I try and find ways that allow me to kind of dip into that that side um because as humans like as um animals in nature like that is a part of who we are is that kind of chaos loss of control side and so finding ways for myself to kind of dip into that whether um that may be doing a certain activity with uh 
my wife that basically is completely out of control um, and it, you know wasn't thought of before um, or you know letting loose letting the reins a little loose on some things is kind of how I've been starting to dive into that for myself that's courageous of you <laughs> um, okay how about uh, disgust disgust uh, yeah I can't think of anything right off the top of my head um, that disgusts me. I mean, I think when I see uh, people treating others really badly, like that's something that immediately I think of disgust. Um, and then the other thing that comes to mind off the top of my head is when uh, I make something really bad or cook something really bad. Um, brings me to discuss because I also really, like, really love to cook and really take uh, pride in the things that I'm cooking. And so I guess that's why it, that kind of comes to mind pretty heavily as well. And so that's um, something interesting. Like the only two places that I see that heavily are like in food. And then when like there's um, bad things happening in the world, people treating others poorly, um, you know, a inequality between others those are the two things that disgust me cool um sadness um you know i think uh sadness is an interesting one we we spoke a little bit earlier about um you know being a man and sort of expressing your feelings and sadness is often one that uh, kind of you, you shelter against and you're not mm -hmm. supposed to express, um, as a man. And I think, you know, being in the men's group has really helped, um, give an outlet to express that also being open with my wife about, you know, something that, um, may make me sad, um, has been hugely powerful. And a lot of times that sadness comes up, um, when I think about, uh, trying to, you know, help my mom through the things that she's battling with, or, you know, thinking about lo uh, lost loved ones that we've had in the past, you know, it's right now it's during um, the holidays. And um, my grandmother, uh, who when I was very young was a huge part of my life. Um, she passed away, but one of her like biggest holidays was Christmas. And my wife had been talking about something about Christmas. And I just started crying um, at the, uh, the breakfast table mm. and being, I guess, open to expressing that sadness um, and not bottling it up. Uh, I think is super important. That is important. I'm glad that you could do that. Um, lastly, but not least joy. Yeah. Um, joy also, I think is an interesting one coming very last, because if you do not um, express all of the other feelings and allow those to come out, oftentimes you don't allow yourself to express joy either. And so, you know, in my life, I, um, before, you know, kind of expressing these other emotions, like I kind of bottled them up, I put armor on, um, and didn't allow myself necessarily to feel them all fully. And because of that, I didn't allow myself to actually revel in the things that maybe were bringing me joy and allow myself to actually feel joy to the fullest. Um, 
And I think a lot of people are trying to chase happiness or um, chase a euphoria of always feeling good. But unless they feel those down moments in their life, they're not going to be able to feel that other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so um, just as advice to listeners, like think about the other emotions that we had just spoke about and where they show up in your life and be able to actually express those so that when something joyful happens in your life that you can actually feel that too. Yeah. It's to, it's having that contrast, right? Like, you know, if we're, if we're always feeling happy or joyful, sure. You know, it's great to be blissful in that way, but, um, after a while it, it can start to feel kind of lessened or, or, uh, not as, not as strong. Uh, right. so, um, yeah, well, this has been great. I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I hope there were, well, yeah, I, I enjoyed it for myself regardless <laughs> of, you know, what happened, but I really appreciate you being here and for sharing your story and for opening up about, you know, your, your struggles and your emotions there as well. Um, I think there's, of course, a lot of strength and courage in being vulnerable in that way. And um, we definitely have to do this again and maybe talk about the the men, men side of things. Uh, that was something that really piqued my interest there too. But um, thank you for for being here in this episode. Absolutely. Thank you, Victor, for sharing the platform to allow you know, us to share with the the listeners and hopefully help them with something impactful. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Brandon Stover. I really hope this was insightful and helpful for you. Um, Just real quickly, I, again, if you got value out of this, I would very much appreciate if you could share it with somebody who would also be able to pull something out for themselves. the, the goal of each of these episodes is to really help people develop more clarity in where they want to go and who they want to be or uh, help them find the next step. So um, definitely share it with somebody who could benefit. Um, don't forget to follow or subscribe on whatever streaming platform you're listening to right now so you can get updated on new episodes and if you truly got a a lot of value and are able um i would love your financial support at anchor.fm slash victor ong slash support where you can choose a a certain dollar amount to donate on a monthly basis to help me keep this running lastly if you are interested to learn more about emotional intelligence you can get my free 90 minute eq training at victorung.com eq training and uh, that will go over the five core aspects of emotional intelligence and how to apply it to your life so with that thank you again